This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. The following episode is powered by Sennheiser, the future of audio. Welcome to Travel Is Your Business, everybody. So glad you can join us. Um, we're excited to have you. Uh, today, our guest is Michal Alter. Uh, she is the CEO of Visit.org, uh, beyond being a five-character domain, which in these days is very impressive, is the world's leading platform for social impact travel experiences. So we are going to unfold exactly what that's all about, how you could get involved, um, because the show starts right now. Hi, I'm Michal Alter. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Visit.org. What I love about travel is the opportunity it gives to interact with new people that you would otherwise never had a chance to interact with. So the human connection that it uh, creates and also the huge potential that this industry has to make the world a better place. From New York City, this is Travel Is Your Business, covering the intersection of technology and business in the travel industry with Tavan Ball, technology thought leader and community builder, growth strategist Peter Crisdale, and John Matson, director at Voyager HQ. And now... Here are your hosts. Welcome to the show, everybody. I am one of your hosts, Pavan Ball, and joining me to my right is Mr. Peter Crystal. Hey, everyone. What's going on, Peter? Just hanging out. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> me too. Oh, um, and to my left, of course, uh, you heard him once or twice before, Mr. John Matson. What's going on, bud? Not too much, man. Just hanging out. You know? You too. Okay, yeah, I wow. guess we're just all we're hanging all just out hanging. with our guest oh. today, uh, Michal Alter, uh, the CEO of Visit.org. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, glad to be here. Yes, glad you are here as well. Um, on this wonderful kind of summer Friday. Is it still technically no. summer, guys? No. no, it's after Labor Day. So that means you can't Summer's wear white over. pants. I know that, but I didn't know it wasn't the <laughs> summer anymore. And you have to stay I mean, everyone until knows that. 5 p.m. on Friday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You have to stay at work till at least 5 o'clock. That's the main difference. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the only differences. Well, it is a beautiful Friday, and uh, we're very excited to have you. Thanks uh, for joining us today. Uh, let's start here, as we like to do, is uh, why don't you give our audience uh, a, a bit of a kind of high-level cruising altitude view of who you are and uh, what visit org is all about sure so visit.org is a platform where you can book day activities um, and add them to your trip and these days activities are going to be local and authentic and also guaranteed to benefit the local community through the dollars that you spend on them so for example you can take a traditional cooking workshop uh, over here in New York City, in East Harlem, with refugee women. And the $70 ticket price will go into programs that benefit women empowerment. Or make your own coffee with a coffee farmer cooperative in Guatemala. And the $50 ticket price will go directly to the hands of the cooperative, which will invest it in programs that benefit the local farmers. That is tremendous. And what led you to this path to start Visit.org? Well, I used to travel uh, solo a lot uh, in the past, and that was before I had my kids. And um, I, you know, my, 
for sure my most memorable experiences have always been about the local people that I got to meet and interact with and hang out with. Uh, but I had the privilege to travel for prolonged periods of time in between works or uh, just take long vacations. Um, so I had enough time to actually uh, you know randomly meet and interact with local people. But most of the people uh, when have only seven day vacation time, they just don't have uh, access to these kind of opportunities because with a seven day itinerary, you usually just follow what you had planned for yourself in advance. Um, so that's one thing that uh, really led me to wanting to see how we can make these kind of experiences and human interactions more accessible uh, and easily bookable and easily addable to any type of trip itinerary. And is there something in your um, past that um, provoked you or inspired you to have a heavy social mission into the, the company and the focus of these experiences? Uh, great question. So I started my career as a computer science engineer. I worked in the high-tech industry in Israel for several years. I worked for startups, for high-tech mm -hmm. companies and, you know, programming. Um, so no. And so that, <laughs> that was the beginning of the, of the story. And I, I, but I was missing in my day-to-day -day work. I loved what I did. Uh, it was very exciting, but I, I was missing at the end of the day the human aspect of, of my work or to know what kind of uh, impact I had on the world. Yeah. You know, as big as it sounds, I really wanted to feel that I had some kind of uh, something cool that I was doing to make the world a better place at the end of the day. So I started volunteering once a week with a local nonprofit in uh, Tel Aviv that worked with refugee women uh, just to, you know, just to have that added value uh, to my life once a week. And uh, from there, I volunteered with them for almost two years while I was still working uh, as an engineer and ended up uh, getting an offer from them to become the director of refugee affairs for this organization. And mo I moved from a, you know, a couple of hundred people company and a very nice salary into a small organization of 10 people, social workers, and myself, serving a community of about 100,000 uh, immigrants and refugees, and that opened the world of uh, social impact to me. So, wow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just looking through the site also. I, got, I, got, I have so many questions. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's really awesome that you've been able to kind of capture so many activities as well um so there's like if there's a lot of people doing o to o like offline to online in this tourism space and it's a tough battle um yeah. what's compelling is that you have an incredible amount of uh right. of demand here you already have a lot of these activities sourced yeah so how is it that you're how did you do that how did you build that up um with yeah. a social impact lens. Yeah, I'm looking at Cambodia, Brazil, UK, US. I mean, Greece. it's it's all over the yeah, world. Yeah, so we actually offer today about uh, 650 experiences in 76 countries. Wow. And we are on track to reach our next milestone, which is 2,000 experiences by summer 2019. How long uh, you been around for? Uh, two and a half years. Wow. And how the hell did you get this URL? <laughs> <laughs> you know how we did it? We Robin told can't the get guy over who... the URL. Yeah, this URL is serious. <laughs> we, I, I gave a personal promise to the guy we bought it from yeah. that this was going to be to big and make the world a better place. Good for you. 
That's awesome. Uh, and it's a .org. Uh, are you guys a nonprofit? We are a for-profit social enterprise, which yeah. means we have a double bottom line. And mm-hmm. We want to be a big, profitable, uh, very to successful company. To be as impactful company, as, as well as have the social impact, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I think it's amazing that you've been able to put a business model behind this. Yeah. And, and um, I'd love to understand that a little bit more. Um, how do you support your organization? How do you support the company? Um, sure. So we are, um, as I said, we are a for-profit company. We are actually now uh, closing our seed round. Okay. Um, and for the first uh, almost two years of the company, uh, we knew that we needed to make the case for before we went out to investors, um, especially with our social mission. And we knew it wasn't going to be an easy task to sell it to investors um, so we took the first two years uh, worked our ass off and uh, uh, really and what we wanted to do is uh, show that there is a supply market that we can create here for this new brand new uh, product mm-hmm. that we are bringing into the industry um, so we survived based on grants and prizes that we okay. won over those two years. Awesome. Um, and, uh, and with a lot of community passion uh, around the world. Well, I want to take Excellent. a step back to John's question, which uh, we trampled over by accident. <laughs> so sorry. But yeah, how did you get all of these amazing experiences on the platform? Right. So uh, That's not easy. Yeah, yeah, it's not easy. It's, uh, it's, it's very different from working with the traditional uh, for-profit um, travel companies. Um, so the way we did it is two things. Um, one is uh, two approaches, at this, uh, parallel approaches, foot on the ground, uh, boots on the ground ap- uh, approach, mm-hmm. as well as very good and rigorous and careful uh, online uh, research and, uh, and approach. So um, on the boots on the ground uh, approach, we from day one started a very robust ambassador program. Today, we work with 200 ambassadors all over the world um, that we send on pilot visits to potential organizations that we identify that could be good partners of ours. Uh, So we send these ambassadors to potential organizations as well as existing one. And this is our way to continuously check the quality of the experiences that we offer on our platform. Um, The other thing that we do is uh, we use existing uh, different types of uh, databases and online resources to identify those organizations that they have to be vetted first based on their positive impact on their community. So we do that a lot of that work online first. And then once we guarantee the fact that this organization actually has a track record of positive impact on their community and uh, has something interesting to offer potentially to visitors, then we start working with them. It reminds me a lot of Kiva, actually. The idea mm. being that Kiva is partnering with all these local micro lenders who already have a track mm-hmm. record in their local community. Mm-hmm. It seems like you're, doing, you're building a similar infrastructure for a different purpose. Yeah, this is super interesting. I mean, I also feel like this is uh, very current in terms of the trend where uh, travel is going, you know, people or or even just how younger generations are prioritizing their spend of budget. So they're not buying tangible goods, they're buying experiences. 
But so the, this really falls in line with that nicely. Yeah, but this is specifically personal experiences. Right. It's getting it's getting the people peop, to people interaction. Right. On this other, is a. Are, are you are you familiar, Mikhail, with uh, uh, with um, uh, Deed, the organization here in New York? Not sure. So Deed is um, it's an app. Mm-hmm. It's a, a social app where people come together to. Uh, do community projects so it could be uh it's a similar idea but it's yeah. for like local within yeah. your community exactly the place you already live and this is now it's for in the community exactly and but it's it's so interesting and engaging and it's a great way to meet similar-minded people and all of that and above so i'm seeing those viral aspects of what deed has been able to accomplish in a short amount of time in uh, what you're doing globally. Cool. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you book a trip, say Sao Paulo, right. uh, go on to visit.org, which now how I'm in, I guess, internalizing your name is, is super interesting because uh, you also have an org sign next to the organization that is um, powering or producing those experiences. So it's a really nice play. Yeah. So visit different organizations and exactly. You know, and all yeah. That so, stuff, so. W- so what makes us unique is that all of our providers uh, yeah. of experiences are local, what we call do good organizations. Yeah. So nonprofits and other types of social ventures, mm-hmm. but it's always an incorporated organization. It's not individuals who provide the experience. Um, the other thing that is important to mention here about the experience is that it doesn't include any type of volunteer work. It's not about right. volunteering. No, it's, it's not about, about you yeah, bringing your skills yeah. to the locals, but actually the other way around, yeah. we flip that traditional volunteerism model and we say, actually, locals have a lot of their own skills and cultures and, insights, and history yeah. to share with visitors. Why mm-hmm. won't we help the, this local community uh, package a product that is easily consumable online, also help them create all the content around it. As you can see on the website, there's a lot of uh, videos and, and visuals and storytelling around yeah. these experiences that we build with them. And then we help them market and distribute it into the mainstream tourism industry. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and weigh in. Uh, how about the three of us <laughs> as, uh, you know, um, bona fide New Yorkers can weigh in on some of the experiences that New York pulls up? So okay. uh, we have on uh, on visit.org, we have a Harlem walking tour of New York's historic Jewish community. We have a New York City dance workshop, which is hip hop and local urban culture. And this is going to be on and on and on. Uh, I there's, would do there's both of tour- those things, Yeah, there's the tours of the Tenement, <laughs> the LES, the Tenement uh-huh. Museum in the East Village, Definitely. which is an amazing experience. Right. Um, let's see. We have uh, the history of King Manor, which... I don't even know what that is, and I'm from Queens. (laughs) Sounds big, and it says that it's Queens, New York. Uh, Wow. Uh, So NYC history tour, immigration, uh, and the Chinese American experience. Should we just end the podcast early? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Walker bike for sustainability in the Lower East Side. Uh, The Bowery Mission. They have Mm -hmm. an experience for the uh, walking tour through the mission. Sustainable farming, so uh, yeah, and urban farming. I was just at an urban farm, yes. so that's pretty cool. 
Um, it's right, really, this is legit. This isn't. Yeah, yeah this is it's a surprising aspect of uh, urban life a lot of yeah. time. Um, and also another thing interesting about it is that when we first started a company, we started in more remote destinations mm-hmm. um, and countries outside of the U.S. and outside of, uh, of, of Western Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and but then very quickly realized, wait a minute, we want these kind of local do good organizations. Uh, that have such amazing stories to share, they exist everywhere, just mm-hmm. around the corner from here as well. Yeah. Um, and if I live right here, I will never have a chance to see what these guys are working towards. But if I had a chance, I would be so delighted to get to know my neighbors that I never interact with or to get to know of such a cool project that's going on right uh, yeah. behind my apartment over here. So we really focused, have been focusing a lot on... Uh, and expanding our supply, our inventory in uh, big cities. So today we work in a lot of uh, big cities in, such as uh, Barcelona, London, uh, Madrid, Athens, New York City, as, you, as mm-hmm. we saw, and a lot of others. Top destinations for tourism. So we want our tourists to both enjoy visit.org experience when they go and see the Eiffel Tower, but the day after can take a half-day visit.org experience, as mm. well as when they travel to places such as Peru or uh, Brazil or Asia. Yeah. Fantastic. So I think this is a perfect time as any to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk uh, more with Mikhail about... Um, you know, some of the more the demand side of things, uh, maybe some of the, the data that uh, she is leveraging um, and the path forward from here. So uh, more on Travel is Your Business. Hey, everybody, this is Vikram Iyer, former advisor to President Barack Obama. Have you been opening your Twitter account or Facebook feeds or even just talking to families and friends and wondering what the heck is going on in this country? Well, it's not as bad as you think, but we're going to unpack that for you. Join me at the American Enough podcast on the Mount Media Network as we unpack the policies, executive orders, and daily kerfuffles that are shaping not just this administration, but the modern face of America's politics. Episodes available at AmericanEnoughPodcast.com and everywhere the best podcasts are found. Keep up with the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Travel Biz Show. That's Travel B-I-Z Show. Our episodes are available on iTunes and Google Play and online at travelisyourbusiness.com. Plus, there are a lot more great shows on Mouth Media Network. Take a trip to mouthmedianetwork.com to enjoy them all. And remember, we love fan mail. Drop us a note to say hi, suggest a guest, or if you'd like to become a sponsor on the show, email us at travelbizshow at mouthmedianetwork.com. All right, Michael. So I want to understand a little more uh, about how this jives with Airbnb because they just launched experiences. And um, it, it seems like you're both on a good track, but do you feel like their recent launch is going to outshadow a lot of the work that you're doing? We're actually very excited about their launch. Uh, I believe that uh, this is going to take the entire industry forward. And we actually power uh, a big portion of their social impact experiences. Um, And we want to see success there. So we want to see the demand coming into uh, more and more into this social impact. So you're actually working with them. Yeah. That's very interesting. 
Okay. Well, so how do you actually see the market moving more generally? I mean, Airbnb is doing this, you're doing this. Destination seems to be a big topic for a lot of uh, travel startups, but at the same time, it's also one of the highest categories of travel startups that fails. The tourism activities, you mean? Or? Yeah, in destination activities and, and companies built around trying to service that. Yeah. Um, the tour, so they, uh, tourism activities as a vertical inside the industry, uh, I think it's a very exciting time for this vertical. And us uh, going into this vertical is actually um, an opportunity for us to go into a vertical that's going to just grow and grow over the next several years. So for us, I think is is great. Um, a lot of the OTAs are now very much interested in also growing their own supplies for uh, this vertical. So we play well into all of that. That's how I see it. Um, having said that, um, what the thing that makes us unique, the fact that we work with these unique suppliers of nonprofits and social ventures, these suppliers are really hard to work with because when they wake up in the morning, they don't think about how I'm filling up my, making sure that my I'm filling my inventory and that I'm fully booked. They think about how I'm going to make this woman get a job tomorrow morning or the healthcare service that she needs. So that's what guides them. It's our job to give them business through the tourism industry and then they will deliver the highest quality experience uh, and most memorable experience possible. So that puts us in a position where on the one hand, our job is really hard, creating the supplies is really hard. On the other hand, we are very good at, at it and we are very uh, sensitive about knowing how to work with these suppliers and therefore we see ourselves actually uh, building the infrastructure for travel with a cause for the rest of the travel industry. I find it extremely interesting that you don't see yourselves as just a platform of connecting travelers and in-destination experiences, but you're actually saying you're creating them. Um, and so I think this goes back to something that John and I were talking about. How do you actually grow that market? And um, I mean, as you get to more and more cities and, and you mentioned 2000 experiences, how do you actually grow and manage 2000 experiences? Yeah, so we have our uh, network as ambassadors, which is one layer of management. Um, other layers of management that we have are regional uh, direct directors and country leaders representatives. Um, and this is just a, a, we have to keep this structure very flexible. That's one thing that we learned over time. So we are super flexible with the way we work with people on the ground. And one of the key to our successes is the people that we actually find um, and that we recruit on the ground. These are people who um, are not coming from anywhere. They're coming from uh, inside their country's sector and they're passionate about uh, helping it grow. Hmm. Well, it's interesting. Um, you know, like last time we chatted, I think it was about a year ago, about expanding into these metropolis areas and doing more local experiences when you were starting to develop that piece. Um so I'm curious how that how that's gone. Have you seen an increase in retention or more people booking local experiences? Um, 
yeah, we've seen more people booking local experiences in their own cities, such as here in New York City. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that we see is more people that book first with us when they travel abroad and then coming uh, when they return home, they are all of a sudden aware of the fact that we actually offer experiences in their own backyard. Usually they are hugely surprised when they found out, find out about it. Um, and it's part of our job and one thing that we want to actually promote more and more to make sure that our uh, our travelers are aware of it yeah interesting so um, in terms of expanding visit.org's brand and uh, and um, kind of availability are you looking to work with OTAs after flights or like anything like that to develop those activities you were just mentioning that a little bit with Peter yeah so we already work with uh, uh, large OTAs we work with Expedia we work with TripAdvisor I mentioned Airbnb uh, soon to launch a few other partnerships with the big names also hotels and uh, other big names so uh, as I said before definitely looking seeing ourselves as as powering the industry um, building the infrastructure for the industry to enable the A travel with an impact what type of impact has this had on some of these organizations already great question that's one of the things that we that's one of our important kpis right so um and in terms of how we track it it's a lot about the revenue generated for these organizations um as well as the um long-term uh, kind of awareness or support mm-hmm. support that they get after people visited them so in terms of revenue generated we've already de- generated a, a lot of new income to many of these organizations and you have to remember these organizations had been dependent solely on donations before mm-hmm. they started working with us so for many of them this is the first time that they actually earn revenue that yeah. is um, that is sustainable um, so every dollar that comes in this way is uh, worth so much more than a donated dollar that they get have you thought about putting like a real-time tracker on the impact that you're doing on a monetary sense yeah that's one of the things that we are planning to uh, add soon to our yeah. platform the other in the other very interesting thing that we Uh, recently found out more is that uh, 20 to 30 percent of our of um, the travelers who visit an organization actually continued their interaction with, with their organization yeah. after uh, yeah I was gonna home. say like the tenement museum if I you know after going there and experiencing it I donated also on a regular right. basis so I mean I want to keep that Yes. support going so we have an organization uh, or actually visitors who visited an organization in Ethiopia uh, mm-hmm. that works with young women and uh, with for vocational training uh, helping them becomes um, uh, employees in the hospitality sector and then these visitors went back home in the US send them thousands of dollars of donation send them 150 pounds of clothing and introduce wow. them to a network of healthcare providers doctors physicians that now go there once a month to provide health care to these young ladies who didn't have health care uh, before uh, so this is just mm-hmm. one story of uh, impact and we get these stories all the time and for us it's just you know well health care is no big deal in this country we all have it yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's legally required, Pavan. Yeah, it is legally required to have health care. You're right. Absolutely. I'm moving to Canada. 
so I, I'm actually curious about let's future pace a little bit. Um, you know, how are you uh, thinking your the biggest areas of user growth is going to come from from you? It seems like you have a great inventory of experiences to really drive forward. Uh, what are you excited about on the marketing side? Um, and what are you excited about in terms of different ancillary businesses that or revenue streams that this can bring in based on the data that you're collecting as well as that's it let's start there let's <laughs> let's that's a lot that's pretty meaty right let's, yeah. let's go with it so uh yeah so uh, we see in visit.org uh, so today there are 1.2 billion international travelers every year i believe is the number mm. and that's expected to Um, reach 1.8 billion in about five years or it's actually less than that now mm-hmm. so we are uh, our goal is to have a third of itineraries include a half day visit.org experience um, in five years from now and uh, that's a hefty goal um, and the way we're gonna uh, reach it is first uh, by I I just want to repeat we built a product that can be added to any trip itinerary yeah. right so it's not about changing traveler habits at all mm-hmm. on the contrary it's about you keep doing what you like doing when you go on vacation or even on a business trip um, and then you will add these experiences that once you took it once a visitor experience you will actually you will know that this will become the most memorable one of your itinerary that's the kind of feedback we've been receiving from our customers so far so going forward the way we see our growth is both uh, in ter- both direct to consumer as well as through these partners and partnerships that we've already established we've been focusing very much on these partnerships so far and we'll continue investing a lot in them and uh, any one of these uh, big brands that wants to uh, leverage their partnership with us and the fact that they're selling our unique inventories is you know we are more than welcoming an even deeper partnership this way but then at the same time uh, we are now going to shift our attention to speaking more directly to our customers and as you said before uh, the younger generation today uh, is looking for these kind of experiences they need to hear about us they need to know that we exist yeah excellent well uh, I think this is a perfect time to take a break and when we come back it's going to be off the beaten path stick with us. If you're a business decision maker, you should listen to this. The show you're listening to is produced by Mouth Media Network, a podcasting network focused on the business of lifestyle. Because of our team's background and deep connections with brands, influencers, and ecosystems, we offer a tremendous opportunity to bring your company's message and products in front of decision makers from several verticals, including fashion, beauty, travel, materials and textiles, health and fitness, and lifestyle. To explore opportunities to partner, email us at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. And now, on with the show. And welcome back, guys. It is our final segment. And of course, uh, that is Questions With. Oh, the Beaten Path. That's right. It is Off the Beaten Path time where we, uh, you know, we... 
we give our listeners an opportunity to um, peel back the curtain and uh, maybe get a better understanding of you uh, on the personal side of things. And uh, we decide who asks the first question with uh, the help of our trusty airline personnel. Ladies and gentlemen, would passenger John Matson please report to gate 23A? Um, John. Hey, uh, thanks. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, uh, where were you born originally? I'm Israeli. Israeli, okay. Mm-hmm. Based on where you traveled and experiences you've had, what is one other place you could imagine having grown up? Wow. <laughs> Heavy question. When it went full swinging. Wait, a different place than where I actually mm-hmm. grew up? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Sinai, the desert in Sinai in Egypt. Oh, interesting. Why is that? Because it's the, one of the most uh, pristine and non-destruction uh, place on earth, I think. Uh, desert and then a beautiful uh, beach, nothing else. And uh, it would have been cool to grow up over there. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yes. Good deal. And uh, next up. Attention, ladies and gentlemen, would passenger Puffin Ball please press your call button for the flight attendant? Okay, that uh, sounds like me. Um, oh, I'm nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and, uh, I guess, couple off of John's question. So uh, you're from Israel. I men- uh, You had mentioned Tel Aviv a couple times. Did you grow up in Tel Aviv? I grew up right outside of Tel Aviv, yeah. Okay. Um, that has no bearing on my question. I was just curious. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm wondering... Uh, did you serve in the army? Yeah. How has your experience in the army prepared you? Uh, what lessons have you taken away from that uh, and taken forward with you in building a team now and what you look for and how you're driving this company forward? Yeah. Um, I served in the Air Force in Israel, mm-hmm. um, and I was actually one of the first female pilot cadets in the Israeli Air Force. Wow. Um, and I was also a commander of a course, um, so I had my you know my own team of uh, other um, instructor instructors that I had to lead, and then the group of soldiers that we had to lead for each different course. So a lot of these uh, you know these experiences have definitely influenced who I am. Um, in terms of uh, collaborating with team members, sticking to a mission that we all share, right? A shared mission Mm -hmm. and having that spirit together. Um, Taking taking things lightly. Um, As as funny as it sounds, it's a lot about the day-to-day can be so... Uh, difficult and challenging sometimes that you have to know what you're here for and you have to let go of a lot of things that, you know, as Mm -hmm. much as possible, keep going and let go of things that might bother you and uh, pull you uh, back otherwise. Um, And also uh, trust yourself to lead, to be a leader. Um, that's, I think, one of the most important things that I learned uh, also now as an entrepreneur, um, to trust. Uh, I always seek advice from the best people out there, uh, but I also recognize that it's us who know the best, our vision, and, and uh, uh, how to make it happen. Yeah. Fantastic. Next up. 
passenger Peter Crysdale. Peter Crysdale, please report to gate two. All right. Last but not least. Uh, yeah, sure. I, think I like, you, I I like think that you least. throw that at yourself. Last <laughs> yeah. but not least. No one else is going to do it. Someone's got to stick up for me. Uh, I'm happy that, yeah. Fair, there, there is one more I'm thing. I'm happy you identified that. I want to add one more thing over here. Yes, please. <laughs> please. It's your interview. Go ahead. What do you got? Um, a lot about uh, uh, a lot of my uh, a lot of these uh, experiences in growing up in Israel and in, in and this military service again it sounds uh, maybe counterintuitive is not to accept rules hmm. and break rules as much as possible. It's something that is I, so that's what, they teach what in type the of army? personality were you in this military? <laughs> <laughs> Because it's it's all about achieving. You're like a Maverick goal. in Top Gun. I don't know if you know if that. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it's it's a it's all about achieving a goal and whatever you need to do to make there. So obviously mm-hmm. we are the good guys, right? Yeah. So we are not going to harm anyone. But it's about uh, not taking anything. Uh, And the way it is, if it, yeah. you know, so that relates to building a company and breaking the rule in order to make it successful. Um, and it also relates to, for me, it also relates to the way I, I see the world in terms of our mission to make the world a better place. So not accepting norms Uh, the way they are in our culture today mm-hmm. if they are harmful to other people if there if there is prejudice and biases or the way we see each other there's uh, right so these are just cultural norms it doesn't mean that this has to be this way there are you mm. know hundreds of years before there were different norms today there are different norms hundreds of years uh, going forward in the future there will be different cultural norms so it, the, the, it's dynamic and It's changeable and mm-hmm. it's our job we can make it happen yeah so that's how I see our work and like I see it as a tangible thing that we can do so all the the rhetoric that's been happening in the US here from January onwards can be reversed is what you're saying sorry I can't get political on this show that's not this isn't a politics show that's right politics is your business we'll keep the politics out of this one um, but I did want to change tack a little bit um, simply because I wanted to ask what was your first international experience um, travel yeah Sure. <laughs> I assume you were traveling if you went, went outside of the border. <laughs> Teleported yeah. there. <laughs> Sorry. This is the only other option. <laughs> Big Star Trek fan over there. Right. Mm-hmm. Voyager. Well, I, I had different um, international experiences and uh, travel experiences, right? But maybe my most um, memorable one was the one when I... Uh, when I kind of hit the wall with my high-tech uh, career okay. and uh, yeah and um, wasn't sure where to take it next as I said I was mm-hmm. missing some things an aspect of it and then what I did was uh, I took a two-month uh, kind of unpaid vacation from my job and uh, went on a trip to Latin America with a friend and that trip actually ended up being a whole thing year of me uh, traveling solo in Latin wow. America working locally making some money continuing to travel things like that 
Um, did you on, know Spanish or Portuguese before I didn't, you left? No, no I wow. didn't speak any Spanish. I learned on the go. Uh, wow. Towards the end of it, I actually took a Spanish course in Argentina. <laughs> um, but it was At the very that, end of the trip, the, I like yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could speak the slang already, but I, I figured yeah. I needed some kind of the, of the groundwork as well. Um, and that really, I think, uh, definitely was uh, one of the most meaningful years of my life Back in 2005, I went back <laughs> to Israel, got another high-tech job, but really knew that this was going to take another, you know, the path is going to change. I'm going to take another direction. And that slowly moved me to where I am today. Great. Good Excellent. deal. Before we wrap up, Mikal, uh, are there certain types of people or organizations that you're looking to connect with today? Yes, uh, I invite, uh, first of all, I invite anyone who is traveling around the world and want to help more local organizations uh, benefit from the tourism industry to join our ambassadors network. Mm. And that's uh, ambassadors at visit.org. And other than that, I invite industry players who want to be at the forefront of the industry today and offer their customers uh, activities that are not only local, authentic, and memorable and different than anything else, but also um, benefit the local community. I'm welcome to uh, partner with us. We are very open for partnership. It's all about getting our products out there. Um, And my email address is michal.alter at visit.org but michal is going to be tricky so hello at visit.org will be uh, good enough all right great well uh, we could <laughs> skip right through uh the best way to contact you so <laughs> thank you so much for that and uh thank you for being on the show this has been uh, fascinating uh that's it for this episode of uh travel is your business uh with our guest uh, michal alter uh the ceo of visit.org thanks so much for being with us thank you awesome being with you guys thanks yeah, that was a lot of fun and uh we we wish you the best of luck down the, a very uh interesting and great great journey so that's it thank you so much and for mr peter crisdale thanks for listening everyone. uh john matson bon voyage i'm pub and ball guys uh we hope you enjoyed your stay and uh we'll see you next time This has been Travel Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for the show, or to become a sponsor, email us at podcast at travelisyourbusiness.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Travel Biz Show. That's Travel B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, travelisyourbusiness.com. Produced by Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. Thank you for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.